What's going on, guys? Uh, my name is uh, Luther Okeo, and you're listening to the You Can Miss Me With That podcast. Sorry, guys, I'm feeling a little under the weather, and my body is just sucks right now. But um, I, uh, I've just been dreading also talking about the topic I'm going to talk about today, if you see in the title. So I know it's late. And um, I guess maybe people are going to be asking why I talk about this now, but um, I I kind of wanted to see everything kind of breathe, see what the reaction is to this. Um, for those of you, I guess I, I guess uh, I'm done bearing the lead here. I'm going to talk about Colin Kaepernick for this episode, and this is a topic that I have touched on like a little bit now and then but i am incredibly scared to talk about this because of, of how polarizing it was i mean to just give you guys a little example um megan and i um we have argued about colin kaepernick basically since he began his protest and we just tried to have a simple conversation on friday about why we disagreed and megan is one of those people who like she just cares football why she does she She's a Packers fan, so she already has bad memories of Colin Kaepernick running through her defense in the playoffs. Sorry, Megan, just had to keep it real. But um, she just she doesn't she never really cared about the um, the platform. She she was like she supports his right to protest. It's just that she always thought about it football wise. And then from somebody's looking at it from the other side, I guess that could be kind of frustrating because you want to be like it's more than just football. So. Megan and I have had countless arguments about it, and um, it, even even um, it was one of those topics that as we talked and we debated, like um, it was like one of those things um, where you always had a counter to something. Like she could be like, "I just don't think he was a good enough uh, quarterback." Then I could be like, "What about Nathan Peterman?" But then, and then she'd be like, "He was a rookie." And then I I could be like, "Okay, then not now, okay, let's not do Nathan Peterman. What about Josh Johnson?" And I'm going to go into all who all these guys are throughout the episode. Um, but Josh Johnson hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL since 2013, the year after Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl. And then um, he was in the NFC Championship game that that next year. So it, it, it was like a lot of back and forth. And it was just one of those things where even both of us were just exhausted. Like, we, we're not going to do this again. Because I think in, in a lot of ways, Megan and I... It, even though I'm using her as an example, um, we kind of agree on a lot of things. It's just that um, I think I look into it more. I, I'm, I'm a curious person. I look into it deeper than she does. She just looks at it football-wise. And um, just looking over the whole thing, I mean, I did plenty of research since he got his, um, since he reached his settlement with the NFL. And I made a tweet. Uh, po- basically, I posted on social media about it. And it, like I said in the, in the in the ESPN story that I read, I'm like that felt like um, the most anticipated movie. Like you cannot wait to see how it ends. Like there are twists and turns. There's all these extra stuff. Like you're invested, and then they give you like the worst cliffhanger ending by him signing his um, getting his settlement and then signing a non-disclosure, which you know they can't talk about it. And I'm actually surprised that nobody has leaked it. But I mean, it's been basically three weeks. And I've seen, I've heard multitude of t- of uh, of opinions on it from obviously ESPN saying that Colin won his um, 
Colin won the fight because looking at the NFL and the multi-billion dollar company juggernaut that it is, I mean, they, they were prepared to take Tom Brady over deflated football to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Like, we're talking deflated football. Technically, it wasn't about that. It was about the NFL's right to punish an NFL player instead of going to arbitration or hiring an, in, an independent person to punish. But that's really what it was for. And they were prepared to take Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I, if, I don't know why, but his I guess if you want to bring racism, like, white dude, it looks like he should be selling Toyota somewhere sometimes. And then other times he freaking he looks fly as hell because of his wife or whatever. Who cares? But they were ready to take him to the Supreme Court of the United States over basically deflated footballs. But they settled on on this. So I've, I've heard people say maybe Colin did have something on the NFL. I mean, they were going to go to a full um, hearing and it was going to be, uh, I believe it was going to be obviously independent arbitrator, um, going to be public so that people would know. So maybe the, NFL, maybe the NFL was caught with their pants down, like a lot of people have said. But then I've also heard the other side um, from Marcellus Wiley, Jason Whitlock of Fox Sports 1, where they say the NFL won. Because, you know, the NFL gets him out of the, you know, they just, they, they take care of it. They take care of Colin Kaepernick. Um, really, they just threw enough money at Colin Kaepernick that they made it okay. And also, um, I've heard, you know, people like Larry Johnson, who's a who's a Pro Bowl uh, running back, who used to be a Pro Bowl running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, say that um, Kaepernick sold out for the movement. Like, he sold out and just took the money and ran. So, I mean, obviously, this is very polarizing. And, I mean, I did my research. I was on, uh, I went from the New York Times, which actually gives a really good summary of, like, the entire Kaepernick saga. And it's crazy to think it almost went basically three years. And, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it's it's incredible to think. Technically, um, Colin Kaepernick, technically, uh, a lot of people don't know, um, He's the first thing he did. He never he didn't kneel first. He sat down on the bench during the uh, um, national anthem. And actually, he did that for a little while before people started noticing, you know, and um, to kind of give you a little bit of groundwork, because there's also a lot of misinformation um, with this that I think just people have latched on now. And part of that, in my opinion, is Kaepernick's fault for not speaking and not trying to, you know, letting others control his narrative, letting others speak for him, including um, his girlfriend, who who depicted um, Ray Lewis and um, the Ravens owner as um, Samuel Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained, which um, which really like turned off a lot of people. You had um, Colin Kaepernick with those pig with those pig uh, socks because cops are known as pigs and whatever. And I just didn't care. I mean, they're they're freaking socks. But then you know you had like. Um, Police organizations freaking out about it. You had uh, Colin wearing that Shea Guevara shirt, and that's a bad bad look by him because he doesn't know who Shea Guevara is. Or I uh, know it wasn't Shea Guevara; it was Fidel Castro. It was Fidel Castro? And you think? Um, I mean, I don't know much about Cuba, but I know about Fidel Castro. So for him to wear that shirt, it, it was just a lot of things. When you are becoming the head of a movement, you know, and I think a lot of people just. Um, I think this just really hits a lot of people the wrong way because this is like our generation's kind of movement, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. I've heard people comparing Muhammad Ali and 
I mean, that's crazy to think because Muhammad Ali stood for what he stood. And I, I mean, just Google him if you don't know. First of all, shame on you if you don't know. But um, I I think I think the best way to put it was listening to the Jalen and Jacoby podcast. Um, Jalen Rose put it this way last week when actually Ole Miss um, basketball players knelt during the national anthem because there was a pro-Confederate confederacy rally going on at Ole Miss during the time of the game and they knelt before the game as as uh, to protest i guess the pro uh the pro confederacy rally and sure uh with the confederacy people say it's about state rights but it's also they it's that what that flag invokes for i guess myself and other people of color you know so and Jalen Rose said it best. It's like every time now you see that somebody's kneeling, especially during the national anthem, or they're kneeling to protest something, you think of Colin Kaepernick. Like he said, like you know how Jordan has his famous jump man pose, right? That you you don't know since he's so global, you can go to China and show the jump man pose, and people know who that is. And now when you see kind of somebody kneeling, it's, I don't know about outside the country, but obviously in the country, when you see somebody kneeling or you see that kind of silhouetted pose of somebody kneeling and you don't know it's Colin, and I guess obviously you don't know that's Colin because it doesn't say Colin Kaepernick, but that's what you think of. And that really hit me to just think, wow, that that's crazy that it's become that polarizing. It's, it's something that... Um, you know, to me, it spurned, it began a lot of really stupid arguments. Like, I was, I brought it up a little bit in the podcast before. We're talking, like, anthem etiquette. Like, dudes out here, like, when, I, when I'm at home, I'm sitting with my family. We stand up for the anthem when it's playing on TV. I'm like, do you really? I never knew anthem, like, anthem etiquette was so important. Because even before that, I mean, at the stadium, during the national anthem, dudes are going out. And like getting beer and all that stuff, food, whatever. They're still moving. So does that mean everybody has to stop what they're doing? And um, and look at that. Does that mean I have to stand up when I'm watching football or whatever? Because sure, everybody can say that. But let's be 100 here. How many of you guys for real are just standing up there? I mean, that make that makes me laugh. Like people are talking about anthem etiquette like that. And then. Of course, the, the just the arguments just become so stupid. Like, like the anthem etiquette. Like I say that when you when you're alone or whatever, you know. So I'm um, just gonna give you guys like a quick timeline because according to the New York uh, New York Times, which actually published it the day that he signed his um his um he got his settlement for um the collusion case, and so technically August 26, 2016 was when um, he sat, apparently, for the first time um, on the National Anthem. That's when he sat down, when he was still a uh, quarterback uh, for the 49ers. And um, give you guys a little, like, I guess, overview. Like, the season before he got hurt, um, he had to get multiple surgeries on his shoulder. Mind you, was he playing well? No, not really. I mean, the 49ers were becoming a dumpster fire. Um, multiple head coaches, you know, all that stuff that I'll, I'll, that could really bring down any NFL player. I mean, I could give you an example with um, David Carr, who was the first, technically the first overall pick of the Houston Texans, and just all the different head coaches. Alex Smith, I mean, hell, Derek Carr, because he's had it feels it feels like he's had a multitude of coaches, you know, 
and and any or the, just the entire Cleveland Browns franchise and in the multitude of quarterbacks that they've had. So I mean, he wasn't he wasn't playing well, and then um, I believe because he 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 lost so much weight, he did not come in in shape. Because I, I was actually listening to um, speak for yourself. Um, them talking about this before as they were describing about why they thought the NFL won. Um, he did not come in in shape because of his surgeries and stuff, you know, rehab and all that takes time. He lost his starting spot to Blaine Gabbert. So people have used that to say that, oh, he wasn't even good enough to beat out Blaine Gabbert. But the but the minute he got healthy, he got his job back because also Blaine Gabbert didn't do enough to keep the job. He wasn't good enough, you know, and that's there's a reason why he was. He was, I believe, he was drafted pretty highly by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the in the late two uh, thousands, and I mean he's just been bouncing around the league ever since. So I mean it's crazy to think. I mean we're almost three years in. I mean August this August. I mean it's it's crazy to just kind of think. It's almost been three years since this whole thing started and how it has changed people. So from August twenty sixth, and they always. Uh, the main um, quote that everybody gets from that day when he says, I am not going to stand up and to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black and people of color. So, I mean, I have in, in terms of that quote, I've gone everywhere. I mean, from USA Today to Fox News to Breitbart to CNN. And and there's a lot of articles, obviously, that uh, I needed to shift through in there. Obviously, you can go see them for yourself. And whatever they lean um, politically, they're kind of right. Like this Fox News one that stood out to me is that, well, the headline said Colin Kaepernick doesn't even know what he is, um, what he is sacrificing, you know, or what um, is being sacrificed for him to do what he's doing. I believe that he he knows. I mean, he talked about it. To be fair, if Colin Kaepernick had his way, he would have just been sitting on the bench for the national anthem. But he ended up talking to a, a veteran who played for the Seahawks at the time. Oh my gosh, I cannot remember his name, but he was the person who told him to kneel. I feel like that's just lost in the narrative, you know? And I just realized this is going to probably be a long podcast as I'm just trying to bring all this information to you and um, tell you what I think and what's going to happen now. And I believe this kind of this next um, waiting period time as free agencies getting ready to start for the NFL and Obviously, the people um, who are going to be picked up for teams is going to be very interesting because, um, I mean, with the settlement and stuff and obviously people not knowing of uh, what he got, I've heard from the ranges of 20 million to like upwards of 80 million dollars. So obviously, that's a huge range. And then even with the option where um, Colin Kaepernick can't play in the NFL again. So obviously, the NFL would, sl- would give him more money, but then he can't play in the NFL again. You know, and him, uh, again, um, the the AAF, the kind of like developmental league for the NFL now, if that's what they are in their first season, they they try to get Colin Kaepernick to play for them. And he said, no, nah, I'm only doing it for $20 million. And obviously, I, I believe the top guys in the AAF get paid. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, like not even that much. So, I mean, people lost their mind, but it's not just the fact that he's playing in that league Colin Kaepernick would make the AAF people would watch games whether whether you hate watching him or not he would bring so much publicity to the AAF that whatever they're paying Colin Kaepernick would not be enough okay because then all of a sudden ESPN and all these people will be fighting 
fighting for the right to show those games that Colin Kaepernick is playing in. All right. I mean, they're on CBS now, so CBS would be killing the game, killing the game to show Colin Kaepernick in prime time. So, I mean, just think about it. So I, I had no problem with him saying that because he's going to bring way more to the AAF than the AAF is going to give to him. But, um, yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Fox News. Um, the Fox News article. So, of course, um, in the Fox News article, they bring up uh, uh, like veterans and things like that of people who don't agree with him. But they are veterans on the other side who agree with what he's saying. They understand. They fight for that right. They go wherever the hell they're going to to defend our freedom so that Colin Kaepernick could do that. And it's peaceful. You know, and like I said, oh, before I forget, I, I did a bonus pod about Tony Harris, the first female non-kicker to sign a national letter of intent. Um it actually dropped uh, Sunday, so check it out. But like I said on that, usually a lot of times, especially as a black person, you never really want to be like a pioneer. You never really want to be the first black person to do something because a lot of times it's kind of bad if it's um, is. I, I know obviously anybody, everybody could throw examples of the first black person to do this, the first black person to do that. That's positive. But think about it. I mean. I can throw you very high profile examples from Muhammad Ali choosing not uh, choosing not to fight in Vietnam, even though he was going to get a cushy like um, thing in the draft when he was drafted. And then he lost three years of his career in his prime where he could have made a ton of money as people say he was the best boxer in the world. And he lost three years of his prime doing that, you know, to Martin Luther King and the sit-ins and all that. And people getting beat up in the bus ride and the, the freedom, the what is it the freedom buses that going all through the south and all those people getting abused and attacked and all that stuff you know and and and, and those are just two very high profile examples that come to my head i mean we got malcolm x the the black panthers which they have in my opinion have been very mischaracterized because obviously the black panthers to me leave a lot to be desired as much as as they they also promoted a lot of good as well but you know people pick and choose instead of looking at the whole narrative which really frustrates me you can't just take i get it this isn't like this isn't like a pizza that that you get pineapples on first of all that's nasty but that's besides the damn point whoever puts pineapples on pizza uh just eat the pineapple cold i hate hot pineapple but i'm i'm, I'm getting off the point like I said, like these kind of toppings are not like just like a pizza. You can just pick off your the toppings that you don't like. You get the whole thing. That's what you get. You get the whole thing. So like with Callan Kaepernick, yeah, it's great that he kneeled to protest all the the myriad of people killed at the hands of police, which at the time was was kind of crazy. It felt like it was one after another, even though they were very spaced out over the span of two years, from Mike Brown to Alton Sterling to Tamir Rice. Just those are just three that come off my head, and and. All those officers just seeming like they can't, they're not getting, uh, they're not getting, like, the families of the people who are getting killed are not getting justice. You know, and um, in a lot of ways, Colin Kaepernick is writing this thing. This, it, it feels like the system is slanted against somebody like me, who's a black man in America. You know, I mean, I could just show you Baltimore, where they're planning, like, false evidence on people just to get convictions. Or, um, or the guy in Florida, what was it? 
Oh my gosh, I should know his name. But he boasted a hundred percent like conviction rate or something like that. And he and in order to keep that up, in order to keep that standard, like he started like you know what, just just arrest black people and all that stuff. And I and I know I'm gonna post about this just so I make sure I don't get it wrong. I'm gonna post about it. I'm gonna share that article so just so people don't think I'm just pulling hot air about this. But I'm gonna post about it. Um, I'm gonna put it right in the comments of this of this uh, on Facebook post and Twitter post. But it's just like that. I mean, I'm looking here right now. I'm on, I'm on the WBUR, like this website I stumbled upon, which 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 the headline is after nine high profile police involved deaths of African Americans. What happened to the officers? This this was made in July 11th of 2016. They, that's where they come up with Eric Garner with the I Can't Breathe movement. Obviously, Michael Brown, uh, Laquan McDonald in Chicago. Then you have Tamir Rice in Cleveland. Yeah, Walter Scott in, in South Carolina, Freddie Gray, Sarah Bland, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile. Like, these are just nine. And obviously, they've been more since then. And so much has happened. Charleston, Char- um, the, the stuff in Charlotte happened. So, so much has happened. And and I think in all these, I think most of most of these cases, the nothing happened to police officers. Sure, they leave the force. But even... Um, a lot of them find work elsewhere. They're just low-key. You know? And and mainly they're like, oh, because of the PR. Like, it's not because they did not because they didn't follow police procedure or anything like that. Or maybe police procedure needs to be updated. I don't know. But obviously from August 2016 to where we are now in March 2019. Obviously, a lot of things have happened. Um Oh my gosh. It's just so it, I'm, I'm exhausted just like looking at everything. I mean, you had everybody talking about it from Obama defending him to. Um, I mean, to uh, to obviously various celebrities to see how Kaepernick affected this uh, this year's Super Bowl halftime show where they went to Rihanna. She said no. They, they went to Cardi. She said no. Then they finally found Maroon 5. It's crazy to think that even. Mind you, the the choice of Maroon Five left a lot to be desired. I thought their halftime show was just okay. I mean, no people freak now because Adam Levine took his shirt off, and they're bringing up the Janet Jackson situation. When let's let let's not pretend like one of them is a man and one of them is a woman. Should he have kept his shirt on? Sure, I guess. I don't I don't, I don't care. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. But people lost their minds about that, and I think for me the best part was obviously Big Boy rolling in and 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 just being full Atlanta, having people say ATL ho on national TV. You th- you think that um, they could have found an Atlanta artist to to represent Atlanta than Maroon Five, but you know, whatever. So, I mean, there are various parts of the Kaepernick timeline that very very much stick out to from the first time he sat to um, the first time he knelt uh, on the um, what call it September first, twenty sixteen, to when he opted out of his contract after going through a season. Um, he ended up starting 11 times that season. Uh, four Niners were trash. They went two and 14. And then, um, what call it? The people always throw around that term, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, they weren't, th- that team wasn't good, but, um, you know, should Colin Kaepernick have stayed? I guess. And then also people pick up like March, 2017, when he opted out of his contract. So people bring that up as a, as an argument against him. We shouldn't have opted out. Well, he was going to get cut. 
He was going to get cut. He was making too much money. Like happens to everybody. To give you an example, Dwayne Allen, the backup tight end for the Patriots, he just got cut because he makes too much money. It happens every offseason. So also it was a way for him to kind of like he, he, he opts out of his contract and he starts like, you no, know I it's like I'm, I'm autonomous. Instead of waiting for the 49ers to cut him or to try to work out restructure, he's like, you know what, I'm going to cut it and then I'm going to kind of control my own narrative. So that was the last time he played in the NFL. Uh, that was the last time he was even a part of the NFL was March 2017. So people throw that out. People throw out the failed trade in Denver. Um, and, of course, John Elway saying, well, Colin Kaepernick didn't want to be here. I'm like, no, no. Colin Kaepernick didn't want to take a pay cut. You tell me in what? In Yeah, sure, fans can be like, oh, well, he has a chance to win the Super Bowl or whatever. Most most people, when you're making that kind of money even whatever whatever job you're doing now you're not taking a pay cut to do the same job really i mean i'm not you always want to make more money that's that's just business sense that that's that's like that's like common sense there's a reason why nfl when teams go to nfl players to restructure tell them they take less money most players don't do it not everybody's tom brady or plays for the patriots so they take less money no they say no, and then they get cut. Okay, you tell me this right now. Whatever job you're doing, uh, from janitor to, I don't know, the president of the United States, even though I believe his salary is locked, they walk up to you and say, hey, you know, we'd love you to keep doing the same job that you're doing now, whatever that is, you know, you're doing, we, uh, we kind of think your performance is kind of slipping, you know, but we want you to do your same job that you're doing, but um, we're going to, like ask you to take a significant pay cut from what you're making now. Sure, you could it could not even be because um your performance. You just be like, you know, you're getting a little old, you know, so we want to um take a pay cut from you. So what do you think? And then the team's just gonna sit there and obviously just be like, well he's gonna say yes and most players say no. Same reason why in Kansas City Justin Houston said no to, to restructuring his contract, even though his team has a great chance to win the Super Bowl next year. So I believe that argument is stupid. He was gonna get cut because he makes too much money. But obviously we've seen people like Mark Sanchez get jobs over and over. Mike Glennon, Josh McCown, and EJ Manuel, like all these quarterbacks who don't near have the pedigree that he has when they played football. Colin Kaepernick was six inches away from winning a Super Bowl against the Ravens. To me, because I'm a receiver, I thought it was pass interference, but it was a great game. Six inches away from winning a Super Bowl. And then the next year, he's in the, he's he's playing for another one. When the Seahawks beat him, then they blew out Peyton Manning in that 43-8 atrocity. I can't believe I stayed up for that. But, I mean, you have people throwing that out. And then um, watching all the just watching all the quarterbacks get signed. I mean, my main argument, I think, for people who say Colin Kaepernick's not good enough for the NFL, I'm like, what about Nathan Peterman? What about Josh Johnson? Like, Not even Josh Johnson. Let me just say Nathan Peterman. You cannot say that, especially with the mantra that NFL teams um say to the public no matter what they say behind doors what they say to the public we are trying to find players who give us the best chance to win nathan peterman does not give you a better chance to win than colin kaepernick i will say that now and colin kaepernick has not paid, played in two years nathan peterman is statistically the worst quarterback to ever play the game i don't care if he's only been in, he's been in the league shorter time than um than colin kaepernick and if you don't like that i can throw josh johnson 
quarterback for the Redskins. He was technically the first overall draft pick of the AAF. That's what he was going to be doing. He wasn't even in the NFL until Alex Smith and Colt McCoy both broke their legs. Josh Johnson had not thrown a pass since 2013. And like I said before, when early in the podcast, Josh John, uh, call it, Colin Kaepernick was in the NFC Championship game that next year. That year. Josh Johnson was out the league. He was going to be like, no, I'm trying to get back and lead him play for this AAF. And then um, even the Redskins said, like, well, we tossed around Kaepernick's name, but then we decided to go against it. We're just trying to find players who give us the best chance to win. Josh Johnson does not give you a better chance to win than um, Colin Kaepernick. Don't matter. Josh Johnson's also black, but that that shouldn't matter. We're talking about players here who give you the best chance to win. They don't give you a better chance to win. And at that point, the Redskins were still kind of uh, fighting for a playoff spot. And I mean, it, it's it's to me, it's it's really incredible to watch how the NFL really messes up, and they pissed off both sides. You know, so going going along with the timeline, the preseason happens the next year, August 9th. Um, Oh, August 9, 2017, Charlottesville happens. I don't even know why I said Char- Charlotte. Charlottesville happens. Um, all that multitude of NFL players are protesting. Obviously, you can just go look at it from Kenny Stills to Aaron Foster. Some people in the Patriots did it. All that to um, September tw- uh, 24th when um, Trump uh, freaking starts tweeting about it, saying um, all those players on the t- on the field should be should be fired like they shouldn't work anymore and i've had this conversation with some people at my at my job um sure a lot of people in 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 a perfect world people can say you know what it's your job i can't protest in my job but let's pretend like your job and the and somebody who's playing in the nfl is the same job it's not okay we're talking millions of people especially in colin kaepernick's position millions of people um make money on whether or not Colin Kaepernick makes the right decision. Like people say it is the hardest position in sports. Right? To see all the millions of dollars. Also like ride on basically his right arm. And where he throws the football. It's it's just different. There's a reason why when. Um, um, what call it? When Tom Brady walks down the street in Boston. He's freaking loved. They treat him like he's the king. You know, he's he's one of the one of the most um, polarizing people in America. And don't even say that. Say that about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, ESPN could literally just do a talk show talking Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady versus Joe Montana. And it, it might just do well if you put the right people in like uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. It's basically just take the set of first take and just, just do that. It's It's different. So you cannot. Even though you'd like to say you apply the same rules, you can't. Because, I mean, look at that. We're talking millions of dollars here. They're, sure, people say, oh, it's just a game and these just over, 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 overpaid athletes. I'm like, then why didn't you, then, then, um, then why can't you do it? It's a very select uh, version of people. Like very few people who are gifted genetically most of the time. Who have that insane drive, who are just crazy. You know, have whatever that is in their mind to be an NFL player and to play well. You know, even I'm talking over this crap about Nathan Peterman. But do you know how much talent you have to have to just to suck in the NFL? We're talking the best of the best athletes. You know, and just think 
about all the talent you have to have just to be bad. You know? And even when you're bad, they're still giving you millions of dollars to play. I mean, hell. Jamarcus Russell, who's probably the worst draft pick in, in NFL history, was given so much money. And he came in a thing out of shape. He could throw 50 yards from his knees. Like, all this stuff. And they gave him all this money. Just because he's that talented. Sure, some people have, some people don't. Right? But you cannot, you can, I think in, in that in that terms, where there's certain jobs in America that cannot be held to the job normalcy, if that's even like the right way to say it. Right? I mean, just think about it. So, I mean, I hate that comparison. Then you had Trump at his rally. Like calling NFL players sons of bitches because uh, they they didn't they didn't want to um, they they didn't want to stand and this this becomes and speaking of, uh, of Trump and his and his uh, and his constant attacks at the time of the NFL was this one of my main reasons about um, um, not even main reason one of my main problems with Kaepernick is that he never said anything and in in a way that's to his credit. He wanted to have his actions say something. But then when you don't say anything, other people form the narrative around you. You know, with the NFL not doing anything to the point, even like David Stern, uh, he used to be the former commissioner of the NBA, said, you know, I would have just suspended him, find him. And then, you know, that would have been it. You know, it wouldn't have been as such of a big story. Yeah. Or find a way to talk to him. Just, don't just let it happen. Be proactive. It's crazy that the NFL is a whole bunch of old white owners, but the NBA is also basically a whole bunch of old white owners and the greatest basketball player of all time, you know, but still a whole bunch of old white owners, but somehow the NBA is cooler than the NFL. You know, the NBA is more proactive. That's why the NBA is catching up the NFL in, in, in ratings and stature and all that stuff. But the, the NFL just, just finds, like, just keeps getting in its own way and pissing off both sides. Where obviously you had people who are against Kaepernick, like, no, I'm never watching the NFL again. And then uh, my favorite uh, radio guy named uh, Ryan Russell, I've talked about him plenty of times. He used to just be like, you know what, if you don't like football, if you're not watching the NFL, like, what do you do on Sundays? Dudes are like, oh, obviously you could watch Criminal Minds or whatever show, but dudes are like, oh, I started watching some BS crap. You know, you could say, uh, God, what was it? Oh my gosh, I cannot remember. Something also goes on in the weekend during the NFL time. But it's not baseball. It's not one of the three sports. But you can watch that, but that sucks because the NFL has only been getting better. I mean, Super Bowl aside, because, you know, people didn't like that. But the NFL has been getting better. You have all these great young quarterbacks. Mahomes throwing it at a mile, still can't beat the GOAT, though. Losing twice, once at the GOAT's house, then the GOAT comes to your house and beats them. But I'm just trying to poke at Chiefs fans. But, my goodness, to just watch them just totally just blunt, like just not even like it's like they didn't know what they were doing. I'm like, you're a multi-million dollar, multi-million, multi-billion dollar corporation with dude. We're talking billionaires running all around the place. You're telling me y'all can't figure this out. Y'all couldn't have sat down with Colin Kaepernick and found a way. Y'all couldn't have just been like what I thought of immediately. Just have him stay in the locker room. So there are no cameras. Oh, I don't know. Don't have the cameras freaking show the national anthem on TV. Y'all barely do that now. ESPN, ESPN would barely ever do it. Nobody ever noticed or cared until the freaking stuff happened. The NFL botching everything. So now obviously you have uh, 
people against Kaepernick don't don't watch. And I have people who are also again who are for Kaepernick that don't watch, like my barber, which I am really excited. And I'm going to get him on the podcast soon. Just have him talk some crap because he's also a Patriots fan. And oh, when when I went to go get my haircut this weekend, it was it was hot. It was hot in the barber shop because I hadn't been there in a while. And um, actually, I hadn't been there since the Super Bowl. So uh, Romero and all them. Just, just, just talking a lot of mess. So it's going, it's going to be fun to just do, to do a uh, podcast from the barbershop. But um, my barber doesn't watch. He's, he's, I mean, he's a black dude. One, probably the best barbershop barber. I mean, I, I don't go to another barber ever. I could be in California visiting my mom. I'm staying scruffy because I got, I got loyalty to my barber. If I had the money, I would fly my barber out with me to give me a cut. Man, that's that's one of the main reasons I kind of want to win the lottery. Just so you know, whatever the hell he's doing, I'm like, hey man, you coming out tomorrow? Flying, I'm flying you out. Come, come, give me, come, give me this cut. You know, because you know, like you know that old adage: once you find a good barber, you don't let him go. But like I said, like my barber didn't watch. Most of the, some, most of the people in the barbershop didn't watch because they can. They at least in their minds, they clearly saw what was being happened here. What was happening there? You cannot preach to say. We're trying to put the best product out on the field, but then you bring in like a Mark Sanchez or or a Josh Johnson or you play a Nathan Peterman or you do this or you do that. All these players who, when you look at their resumes, football resumes side to side, do not compare with Colin Kaepernick. So, I mean, obviously the NFL makes a rule that... Um, People can't kneel anymore for the national anthem, but they give them that option to um, stay in the locker room. But you know, that only took basically two years. Then um, October 15th, Kaepernick files his grievance against the NFL, saying that, you know, the NFL NFL teams are colluding against them. And um, then Eric Reed, the, one of the main guys who started kneeling with him, does the same thing. The only thing is now, so now people use Eric Reed as an excuse. Like Eric Reed got signed. What the hell does that matter? They don't play the same position. You know? Any and the craziest part is, even though Eric Reed got signed, he was still having his collusion case against the NFL. He's playing for the Panthers and making plays. He just got rewarded with a contract with three year contract extension. And he still was doing his collusion case against the NFL. You know, you you even had the Seahawks every now and then they, they try to get him in for faux workout, but then they don't work him out. And um, just to kind of it, it felt like one of those things where like the NFL's like, can somebody just show like the NFL's like, can somebody just bring him in and show that, you know, we're, we're not colluding against him. And, you know, and, and and so, yeah, the Seahawks try to do something that didn't work out. Um. I mean, people tell him to go play in Canada. You know, he's a traitor, all this and that. I mean, the pro. I mean, when you hear of a protest, it's not supposed to be something everybody likes. And um, people saying it was the wrong place, wrong venue. I just want to watch sports. Then he's an NFL player. The best way to bring noise to his cause was to do it at that time. Obviously, I'm not saying like he's dropping back to pass. Then he takes a knee and it's like, now nah, I'm protesting the NFL. No, but he uses it. He used this platform. You find me a person anywhere who's protesting is something against anything will not use the platform that they have whatever resource they have to bring light to that topic i mean hell joe rogan does fight companions to bring like um to bring people to watch more fights watch more ufc fights or glory fights or whatever fights and that and he's not even protesting anything he's just like yo check out these fights 
watches watch fights and then he's like here sync up your sync up your uh sync up your uh your video so you could watch you can see the fights as they're live as they're happening and watch us react to them live or whatever and that's just they're just sitting down watching fights with his boys so i mean as you've listened obviously i sound um obviously i i sound pro kaepernick and i and i and i believe i am it's it's just me looking at it it's it it could have been handled better to the to the argument where people are saying should he have done it there yeah because that's the best way to bring light to it with just all the at one point seeming like boom boom all these different people are being killed by police and i mean eric garner saying i can't breathe 11 times he's still getting choked out by the officer okay that's just one mike brown i I mean he was walking in the the street but did that mean he had to get killed i wasn't there obviously i wasn't there i don't know okay and then watching the the, you know the slight disses like um they're putting up like his mugs uh like when when you're showing somebody they, they choose a less firing picture but you got somebody like brock turner they're using his freaking um stanford swimming picture when he raped a woman while she was unconscious but they're using a swim picture not his mug shot you know and it's it's just those kind of things where they try to discredit the person and i don't and obviously it's not just me just look just go look at the just go look at the coverages you know or just go look at how people these things are kind of covered but that's a topic for another day so let's I'm just going to show you. Let's get to the last two kind of big parts of the Colin Kaepernick timeline. On September 3rd, actually, no, let's 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 bring it back a little bit. On August 30th, 2018, Kaepernick got that um, important win against the NFL, where an arbitrator said that the lawyers uh, for Kaepernick have an, have a, unearthed enough information to proceed to a full hearing. So now it's it's the hearing is going to happen. So. Mind you, we still don't know what what information that is. So I guess that's what the hearing was going to be so important for. Um, September 3rd, like basically like what a week later, Kaepernick becomes the face of Nike. Where the just do a campaign where, where it's like believe in something, even if you have to lose everything. And obviously then, you know, the the backlash after that, I think Kaepernick the, or the Nike stock fell a little bit. But then Nike was selling out of stuff immediately dudes are out there burning their their nike stuff i'm like they already have your money what the hell what the hell does burning your jerseys mean or burning your nike stuff mean or cutting off your your nike swoosh out of your socks now you just destroyed your socks like what's what what does that prove just donate them then don't burn them donate them to goodwill because they're people who need them idiots i never understood that why, why why burn your stuff you know, and now um, it's it's been a hugely successful campaign for Nike. You know, they're they're showcasing um, obviously Colin Kaepernick is the big big name, but they're showcasing Shaquille um, Shaquille Griffin, who has one arm and he plays for the Seahawks, and all these different athletes of various sports where um, they're they you know they're they're just doing it. They're just fighting against everything that they have against them, all the obstacles in their path, and they're still prevailing. So, I mean, the ad, the ad itself is great. I love the ad. I would have loved it even if Colin Kaepernick wasn't, you know, taking a, taking a, uh, taking a knee or standing against whatever, uh, standing, uh, continuing with his protest. It's a great ad. 
And the craziest part was Nike didn't know what to do with him. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was signed with Nike when he was when he was an active player in the NFL, but Nike didn't know what to do with him. They're actually thinking about dropping dropping him, and then they kept him obviously because they because whether you like it or not, Nike's a business, and the protest is something Nike was like, you know what? Let's see how this goes. Which is, I, I mean, it makes sense that most um, people would have done uh, in the business world would have done. I mean, hell, the NFL picks up controversial dudes all the time. Kareem Hunt got signed to the Cleveland Browns. Tyreek Hill still on the Chiefs. Aaron, Han- Aaron Hernandez played for the Patriots. Jesus, go look. I don't know. Go look at like the the, the early two thousands Bengals and all the weird people that they have from Vontez Burphy who, who seems like he's never seen it he's never taken a cheap shot or, or he's he's always giving out cheap shots you know to Big Ben with his two rape allegations you know I mean they're they're bad everywhere everywhere in the NFL and you know just because they're talented so I mean now Nike's killing it. they released that icon like that icon Colin Kaepernick jersey which is just a black football jersey with Obviously, Colin Kaepernick's number seven and um, Kaepernick on the back. When basically they, they look like the, it's a Raider colors. It's actually a pretty cool jersey. Just it's expensive as hell, so I'm not buying it. You know. And then they've also had the, the I'm with Cap uh, jerseys, which obviously you have big name people like LeBron James, who just talked about him on the shop, saying he was glad that Colin Kaepernick got his settlement and hopefully it's enough money so that he doesn't have to play football. But Colin Kaepernick, he still uh, his lawyers come out and say he still wants to play. You know, and he's done so much stuff like his um, like his million dollar pledge where he selectively chooses causes to give money to. So, yeah, for those people who say, I haven't seen Colin Kaepernick do this because he's not out there in the media promoting it, which is the the good part about him not saying anything is that he's getting all these awards and stuff and he's not doing it for the cameras. But then when you have somebody like your girlfriend tweeting out that stuff, saying that Ray Lewis is like. A slave to the Ravens owner when the Ravens at that point one were thinking about signing him and then that utterly destroyed it because Ray Lewis came out and said that he was he was working to get Kaepernick signed but then when you do that then what's the point you know and then also people have questioned because he's not saying anything does he really actually want to play to basically now where we're at now with February 15th they, re- they reached the settlement him and Eric Reed. Obviously, it's a non-disclosure agreement, so nobody knows what happens. But in my mind, I, I think it, I think kind of both people won, especially after listening uh, to reading and seeing everything that I've done. I think um, for the NFL to settle, and obviously with the lengths that they're willing to go, especially they have they have the ultimate money pot against Colin Kaepernick. For the NFL to truly settle, says something. Says that Kaepernick had something on them. Maybe it's not big enough to to win the case, but it could have been big enough to win the court of public opinion and lose even more um, minority um, viewers or, or people who, who, uh, who watch the NFL or Kaepernick supporters. That's, that's what I'm saying. I was just shocked that they settled because the NFL will do anything to win a case. I mean, look what they did to Tom Brady. I mean, hell, look what they do to players all the time. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott was accused of domestic violence. He never went to court. I mean, I understand that it's different in things like that, where um, went to court and it turns out that it was very murky that the girl possibly lied and things like that. I haven't kept up with the case, so I don't know, but he was suspended six games. 
you know, and I know domestic violence is definitely uh, serious, especially since the Ray Rice video and how the NFL looks so bad. And it's like they cannot get out their own way. Like it's it's like they don't handle this kind of situations well. You think with the amount of money that they have, that they get the right person, you know, to handle these things well. And that would help the NFL tremendously stay on top and not have the NBA just gaining on them. So now that, I mean, I've gone through the thing, I'll tag, um, it's actually a New York Times article. I just Googled it, like Colin Kaepernick timeline, and the New York Times article was the first thing at the top. So, I mean, you guys can check it out and see. But now, it's it's what now? Does Colin Kaepernick get signed? You know? D- does he go play in, like, Canada or something like that? Or does he? Because I've seen even stories where the XFL, which is coming out, I believe, next year, is trying to sign Colin Kaepernick, or they tried? Imagine, having somebody like Colin Kaepernick anywhere, it, 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 you can just print money. You can just print money. Because maybe somebody like Megan won't watch, but I'll watch. Hell. Maybe, maybe uh, people in my neighborhood will watch. Maybe ninety percent of them will watch. All the all the football players in America who kind of who uh, who kind of vibe with Colin Kaepernick, they'll watch. Black kids will watch because you know they. Colin is. It's crazy to think that he's he could be like our generation's Muhammad Ali. I know it's a. I know maybe it's not a great comparison because of obviously I believe that. Maybe in my mind that Muhammad Ali sacrificed more. But whether you like it or not, Colin Kaepernick sacrificed too. He doesn't play in the NFL anymore. Yeah, sure, you could say he wasn't good enough. But then with all the people who've been signed after. And yeah, sure, it could be because of the publicity that that would bring. But the minute Colin Kaepernick starts scoring touchdowns and starts winning games, you shut up. That's why you barely hear anybody in Kansas City bring up Tyreek Hill stuff anymore. Because he's, he's one of the best receivers in the league. If Tyreek Hill was trash, they'd be bringing that crap up all the time. But he's not. He's great. Bring that with any NFL player who comes with some baggage. If they start scoring touchdowns, people shut their mouths. Because why? Their team's winning. Or their team's playing well. Or whatever. So, I, I just... Ugh. It's just, it's just me. It's just frustrating because I wish, in in a selfish way, I wish he said no to the settlement and kept going, so we hear what he has on the NFL in court. But also, it could have also been Colin Kaepernick's money situation. It's not like he's print. It's not like he's getting paid by the NFL anymore. I don't know how he makes his money. So basically, he's just using the the money that he's made from playing football to do his charitable causes and and also fight this collusion case. You know. So I'm, mean, it's 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 just crazy to see that all these different things. So in my mind, I think they both won and they both lost because obviously now people don't get to people don't get to see who's right. You know, was 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 Colin Kaepernick right in his collusion? Did the NFL owners collude against him? Um, people who are for Kaepernick think Kaepernick sold out. You know, when people haven't, people should just wait and see what he does. Even if he plays, does that mean he'll stop his his initiative, his one million dollar pledges? Where he he that's the craziest thing about it is that he hand selects like selectively picks organizations that he trusts and gives them money. You know he does these um, campaigns where he goes to schools to tell people about their rights. 
you know the little uh thing where he stood outside of i think a, a parole office and was giving away suits to parolees so that they look great when they go to jobs just those little things that sure they, they get a little bit of play but people don't know about and I'm, I'm going everywhere from um the undefeated and seeing um what what they're saying to the usa today had this article when nike got um signed to his campaign um and seeing what fans told um seeing what fans have told their universities like look at this one um alumni um uh, from from north carolina his name is like larry larry g hill said um like told send an email to the university of florida basically like the highlights of um of, of the emails like the recent events concerning colin kaepernick as a new face of nike is truly disgusting unpatriotic and supportive of everything un-american and i'm like that's aggressive whether you like it or not the armed people in the armed forces who have obviously they, they can take whatever stand they want they fight so that colin kaepernick can have that right okay and it, and it would be i guess it would be different if it's colin kaepernick was out there just being like the like colin kaepernick's out there like like fighting people or doing this stuff harming people to do it but no he's a peaceful protest okay if you don't like colin the same reason why um the same right that colin kaepernick uses the same right that the westboro baptist uh church uses if you don't know who the westboro baptist church is just google it it's crazy that they that they're based here in kansas that they're basically a couple hours away from me but last year was the first time I, I you hear about them in the news, but you never think you're gonna see them. They were protesting high school graduations with signs that say "God hates fags" and all this stuff. Like there's a there is a Joe Rogan podcast where he talks to somebody who used to be in the Westboro Baptist Church, and now she's never allowed to see her family again because they the Westboro Baptist Church basically just compresses people, like they isolate them from the outside world, you know. And how that um, people are always trying to escape from there. You know, and they take those very hardcore beliefs. They protest military funerals like somebody who's died for our country. And they're they're protesting. And those then what they're protesting is, I, I believe, is far more controversial than um, what Colin Kaepernick is standing for. You know, they were after the um, the, the the shooting at the at the at the nightclub in Orlando, where um, I believe it, it was a lot of uh, homosexuals frequent. Um, they were there. They were there, like protesting, basically celebrating that those people were killed like that because they were gay, and that's wrong. You know. So it, it, I mean, it, it is a system. This I get. Obviously, the system isn't perfect, but Colin Kaepernick is using his rights as a system. Like it, sure you can, you know, you can take it whatever you want where you think it's unpatriotic or, or whatever, but. I've, I, I even happened on this um, this website called pro procon.org where they list three reasons to uh, for refusing to stand that uh, for the national anthem like three pros and three cons like the first pro is um, is when one believes the United States is not living up to its ideals of liberty um, freedom and justice for all refusing to stand for the national anthem is appropriate and justified and the first con they they do is refusing to stand for the national anthem shows disrespect to the flag and um the members of the armed forces which i just like look they that's what as much as people don't like it that's what they fight for they fight for that right and colin kaepernick has had service members in his family and like i said before he wouldn't have knelt 
if a service member didn't tell him. Nate Boyer. That's his name. Nate Boyer. That's he, he played for the Seahawks at the time. I believe he was a long snapper. I can't remember. But Nate Boyer was a, was a serviceman, was a, was a veteran. I told him to kneel because he thought sitting on the bench was more dis, more disrespectful. But it's like nobody brings that up, you know, that he, he was kind of advised to do this because he talked to him. Colin Kaepernick seeked out Nate Boyer to talk to him to make sure that, hey, I'm not trying to show disrespect toward the armed forces. And in a lot of ways, people were saying that Colin Kaepernick should count his blessing. But and they're right because the, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, sure, we have problems with what um, we have problems here in the United States, but it's nothing like what's going on in Libya right now or Saudi Arabia, where women were finally allowed to drive. You know, but is it wrong to to want um, the United States to be even better to make sure that there isn't this feeling that when me and Amanda, I'm just using Amanda, I don't know, whatever random white girl that. We're on this, or, or, or Chad, random white dude, that we're on, it feels like we're on the same playing field, that we both can get the same job, that there isn't no bias around it. So that if me and, um, if me and Chad are up for a job, that there isn't some kind of bias against me or Chad for said job, that they just look on our merits alone. You know, there, I hate the feeling that if I have my, my future child and some other person's future child, and I'm worried about that my future child will have less opportunities just because of the color of his skin. And it shouldn't be like that in America. Right? America's home land of the free, home of the brave. But nobody, it's like people when people get mad that people bring up the racial card. The racial card is an important part of America. You cannot tell, you cannot tell the story of America without black people. Without the injustices that happened to them. Without the injustice still happening now. But also, I mean, America is not who he is. But also, uh, this is just uh, this is going to be a long podcast. But it's this this is why I didn't want to talk about this because of all the emotions that it invokes. But I I believe now that technically the story is over. Now we're just watching the epilogue. What's going to happen now? Is he going to use? Is he eventually just going to end up just leaking or saying what he got from the NFL and then um, winning the, the, the public opinion battle? Does that mean if he says what he gets from the NFL, he's never going to play in the NFL again? Because right now I'm sitting here like, I don't think he's ever going to play again. To the point, I mean, he's two years out from the league, you know? But, I mean, you had dudes retired. You have dudes who haven't been in the league. Like You had a dude on, who played for the Bills of Monday Night Football who was literally golfing the week before. He had retired two years ago. And they called him to come play against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. I'm sorry. I believe his name was Derek Anderson. He does not give you a better chance to win than Colin Kaepernick. And from all all reports, he's still in great shape. He's still working out. He's doing all this stuff to make sure that when if he if and when he does get his call from the NFL, that he will be ready. He's one 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 a time. This is something that it's it's it's. I'm probably going to um, talk about this again, especially now that we're all kind of sitting here waiting to see what he does next. Because I think that what he does next is very important. I st- it's not that he's committed to not talking about it anymore. Obviously, he should not talk about it. I'm very like I'm just very interested to see what he does, and I hope you guys are too because I think it's very important. 
to see what the NFL does as well. Are they going to sign him now? Now that this whole collusion stuff is over, you know, or are they? Is he even going to get a good? Is he even going to get a better shot if he does get signed, or is it just going to be some kind of PR move crap where he's just going to end up getting cut? Like, is he actually going to come out there and 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 play? And what what ha, what if he does play and he plays well? You know, this, this is a huge part of the story. This is not a thing. This is a part of the NFL, too. You, like, maybe it's not as big of a story. Maybe the NFL does suppress it, but this is a part of the NFL now. Like, the NFL story. You know? And I think, and I know now that as we, as my generation gets older, we tell our kids about this. You know, like, oh, when Colin Kaepernick took a knee for this. And yeah, sure, at the time... Um, it didn't seem like a lot, but I think the, the farther and farther away we get away from this, the conversation started. Every time somebody kneels, you think about him. What he's done for the people, you know, and, and, and I think this is something maybe in, in 2040 or 2050 or whatever, however long in the future, that this is something that people look back on and be like, wow, maybe he was. It, it, thank God that he did, that he uh, that he stood uh, that he stood for what he stood for. I, I don't know. But um, either way, guys, just letting you guys know. I just want to give you guys my layman's term. Obviously, I'm looking at it from the outside. I just look at I just looked at the issues and I listed my stuff. While I'm glad that he took the stand that he did, because at the time it was weird. It was like all these people are getting killed in, in 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 ways that seemed that could be very preventable. And obviously, I am not a cop. I know a cop, but that is a very stressful job where you have to make life and death decisions in split seconds. Right, where you have to remember police procedure, where you have to treat people and stuff, and they're just acting what they've been trained. So maybe it's just how they've been trained. I don't know, but it just, it, it was just like an exorbitant amount of especially unarmed people. You know, not just even now. You can even go further back to um, uh, Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. That dude is just dirty. Like selling the gun, saying it's a piece of American. It's the gun that he used to shoot uh, Trayvon Martin and all that stuff, and the fact that he's been repeatedly. Um, um, like in trouble with the law for for various incidents and stuff and how he's profited off uh, Trayvon Martin's death so that's just one person back and you always hear about these little stories like Dog Park Debbie the new one which I found out when I was watching uh, Donkey of the Day <laughs> with Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy Oh my God, Doc Park Debbie! Where this this I don't know what her actual name is. It's called Doc Park Debbie. She this white lady called the cops on on this black dude because her dog was humping the other dog, and the black dude stopped the dog from humping her. But then she called the cops on him. So I'm like, come on, like <laughs> it's just funny. Like like think about that. Then you had um. The the couple call the call the cops on that kid in Cleveland who was just cutting grass and accidentally cut some grass on their property. You had um permit Patty who was who was uh who called the cops on the mom and the girl who was selling water so they could get Disney Disneyland tickets. You you had the girl uh call the cops because in Oakland because the dude was using coal, like he was using the wrong stuff on the grill, and she called the cops. And when she was called off, where she started crying. Obviously, you have the, the the you have so many of these little incidents all over the country that are now really starting to be highlighted now. Um, I mean, I could just I could name a list like such of like this lady called the cops because these two black kids were at, were at, were at the pool. 
like being like it's like it's like you're getting called for the cops for being black or the one another one was this lady called the cops on this black dude who um i believe he's like a house flipper and he came in to, to see the house and she called the cops on because she um because he was just doing his job i guess you could see that the, the lady thought that he was breaking into the house or something like that but it, it's it it's just everywhere you know you, you hear these stories happened all the time it's just now they're being covered and it's, it, a lot of times it's actually funny where i'm like if the dude was white would you have called the cops but those, those are questions for another day either way guys i mean i i i, I just try to give you guys what i thought about the whole thing especially now that technically technically the story's over so all we're getting now is the epilogue and what's gonna happen next and i i know like i know people saying why am i bringing this up like I said, it, it's it's something that um, now that everything's kind of um, settled and all this crap and what happened, what the hell happened last week with all the crap that was going on last week. I just wanted to see the reaction to people. And this is something that with how big of a story this was, this take this took like a very prolonged like look to like really sit back and see what people think, because people still talk about it now. Obviously, it's been three weeks and with how quick the news cycle goes and all that i mean i i um after i stop this i'm gonna go watch the michael cohen testimony i started watching it and about three hours in and just to just see i mean this used to be donald trump's like his, his personal lawyer right maybe not his right hand man but somebody very close to donald trump and i just want to hear what he says and the the i mean from what i've already seen on social media and and how people are reporting it they're already um polarizing like conversations people are having about it so it, it's just it's just interesting it's so interesting this time and we're not even talking about what's going on with the catholic church and how the pope is it's like he's trying to like revolutionize the organization and and really bring its things to light which which brings up something i was watching on on the, the joe rogan podcast it's not the same podcast, different one he was talking to another comedian and he was like um, Catholicism is kind of like a cult and it's weird that um, we've seen this happen forever like they they googled it um, that, like that day and this was actually like five months ago where um, three different stories on that day about priests in America under sexual uh, under sexual assault uh, were having were dealing with sexual assault allegations I mean you already had that big stuff in Pennsylvania but they're not just there and it's like it's weird that the Vatican is a country and how, I mean, if you watch the movie Spotlight or anything like that, how they just move these priests around every time they start messing with kids. They just move them around. They don't bring them to justice or anything like that. You think as a clergyman or anybody like that, that you would deal with this, you know? This isn't something like, oh, uh, Ralph got accused of, of uh, assaulting or sexually assaulting uh, Chase. So I'm just going to move him from uh, Mission to Olathe to the next parish. That doesn't solve the problem. And how the system, like the church, used its influence to get them out of trouble with the cops and things like that. It's what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. And I can't believe this podcast is this long. No, either way, guys, tell me what you guys think. Comment on it. Anything like that. It's this is something that. Oh, my gosh. This topic is colin kaepernick that this is something that people will talk about for years to come this is something people will tell their kids about whether they agree with it or not agree with it whether you think he's, he's unpatriotic or whatever like it or not he's using the tools that he has that has have been given to him so 
I've already put out calls to um, people on both sides, just Googling people and um, trying to see if I can get like responses to this or what they think about the settlement from pro and anti-Kaepernick people. It's just that, you know, all you can do is ask, and I haven't been getting a lot of responses back. That was also one of the reasons why I decided to delay, too, because I thought I was actually getting close to getting one, but we're still trying to work out the logistics. Either way, guys, that's what I think. I hope, I wonder if, I'm just going to ask you guys, like, what do you guys think of the whole situation now that it's over? Um, do you think he sold out? Do you think... Um, do you what do you feel about him do you think he's on patreon do you think he's american do you not even care do you just like not if he goes on to the tennessee titans and helps them win will you really care i mean he's been linked to like um what was it the patriots and i can't remember the other team but if he got like let's just say tom brady gets hurt and colin cabinet comes in and wins games people shut up he's winning your games until tom brady gets back that's all he's that, that's his job he wins games Sure, can he be flashy and throw some touchdowns or whatever? Yeah, sure, but as long as he's winning games, especially in the NFL, it's a win-now league, so well, maybe with some teams, maybe not others. But um, either way, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter, at YCMWT. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, at YCMWT. Also, remember, you guys can leave your voicemails or call the call the podcast. Who knows? I might even answer at 805-53-YCMWT. Or, if you know, if, if you can't <laughs> use the numbers, it's 805-539-2698. I can't wait to hear from you guys. And I'm sitting here sad because nobody called in. Don't be scared. I will bite. It'll be fun. And I can put you guys on the podcast. Y'all don't want to get podcasts here. Have some people listen to you in, in the United Kingdom or Sweden or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, don't forget about the bonus pod I did about Tony uh, on Tony Harris, the first female non-kicker to sign a letter of intent to play f- uh, football in, at Central Methodist. So gonna gives me a reason to go watch him and you play Central Methodist this year. Um I'm gonna I'm let you guys. I'm gonna update you guys sometime soon on the where I'm going with trying to get pro and anti-cabinet people on the podcast. Um, still going on it. You guys stay safe out there. Love you guys. Sorry for such a long podcast. I know I haven't done one like this in a while, but this is just something that needed to be like kind of unpacked. I guess. Whatever, guys. Stay safe. I love you guys. Bye.